What's up, everybody? I'm Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. And you're listening to Two Tree Guys Podcast. I, I can't tell you how many people still come and they're so like, awesome. So I can't tell you how many people come and they're like, Hey, what's up? Thank yep. you. Like, because you, we got onboarded a couple years ago. Now my family's doing good. I've moved to California. Uh, I'm working over here with Mountain now. Doing, yep. It's like, oh my God. Like, it, it's incredible. You know, I really, I really miss the experience of being down there on the fires. And to be completely honest, like the work that we were doing, it was... It wasn't the fanciest, especially toward the end of our role. Like yeah. in the beginning, we were tying into trees. I was going up on cranes. I was taking people up on cranes. Like it was very hands-on, very high level. Several times I got contracted actually, you know, through the organization that we were working for to go and handle hazard trees. There was times where I was putting together like blank check gear lists yeah. to deal with trees that, you know, some folks were just like, I don't even really know how we're going to start this yeah. thing. And it was so fun. But it was interesting to see how our role changed. And although it wasn't the most glamorous, it was so rewarding, mm. right? Because now, like, like you, I get messages. I've probably had like two or three dozen people come up to me at the show and be like, hey, man, do you remember me? Because you brought me on to whatever it was, the Butte Fire or Santa Rosa or whatever. Or you did some training at the municipality in New York or whatever. And it was, it's so cool to see that like, although we were just there teaching and we were just, you know, kind of doing our job, those ripples are just flowing through oh, the industry, man. man. Like crazy. it's totally a dream come true for me to be like still in this role in the industry. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, what? Well, no. And, and I, I live in Megalia. Okay. In Paradise. Just, yeah. Just above Paradise. Wow. You know? um, my kids are down there. They're going to school there. Uh, we plan. We plan on doing it for the rest of the year. Yeah. And then, uh, God willing, going back to Texas after that, and me continuing a little bit of what we do throughout the country. Yeah. But uh, you know, my wife is very supportive. Yep. You know, she puts up with all my stuff, and and, and she, she. Shout out to our wives. A big shout out. <laughs> big babe, shout out to I'm our wives. I'm coming home tonight, this yep. afternoon, babe. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, staff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for everything you do, and uh, I promise we're working. Yeah, we it's are. Not just fun. It's not just fun. <laughs> You know, when we were in paradise, uh, I actually had my family come to and I and my son at the time was very young. Yeah. And what was so cool about Fair paradise is that, you know, this is this is a community that has just been through a pretty significant event. You Absolutely. know, people lost everything and they got that little main street going. Right. They built that Starbucks. They got that gas station going. There is a mediocre grocery store and you and I would walk in there and we'd be, you know, filthy, just like ash and dirt. And we'd yeah. have our high vis on and everybody was so thankful that we were there they were right. so appreciative and like we were appreciative to be there it was just this it was almost totally. like a post 9 11 vibe totally and what was so cool is that my wife and my son would come in with me and then obviously i would leave because we were always getting called out or having to go put out fires and people would come up to my family and be like thank you so much for being here thank your husband awesome. you know what i mean and like what else could you ask for you should see it now so this is the first year yeah. they opened the schools completely back up. Wow. Um, there's stores now. Um, we just removed the last tree. Really? The last tree. I was. I'm still in the project. I'm still getting goosebumps. Right yeah. Now. I. We just removed the last tree because now they went in and they, they did the female work of it. You right. Know? So if yep. you're if if you were devastated by it and your house was no longer there. 
they came in and removed the extra trees that were a hazard to your property so that you can rebuild. Yeah. Uh, and I was helping uh, one of the companies out there yep. <clears throat> with all of that. And it was, it's so cool. It's just like, you know, I have a house that was saved by the fire. That's insane. And, and I have the most beautiful trees there is in Megalia. And, yeah. and it's just crazy that, that, that we're there, but that's awesome. So what do you got going on now? What's going on? What, what, well, you know, the nature What's of my Johnny doing the nature of my life is there's no real downtime. Um, so obviously as a contract instructor, I was all over the place. And as a pro athlete, I was all over the place. And right. then also running a tree company, which is growing, obviously, I'm sure that you've experienced this and so yeah. many other people have too. COVID had a major effect on our world, but yeah. man, did it dial the volume of the industry up to 11. Like, you know, mm. I've hired more people, I've bought more equipment. So the company is growing and thankfully I've been you know, thankfully I've been introduced to the right people and I have the right experience now that I'm able to equip my guys with the skills that they need so that I can go away and do wow. what I'm doing. So I'm still a contract instructor for Arbor Culture Canada. Awesome. Uh, I'm still flying wingsuits. I'm still coaching skydiving when I can. I've got another baby on the way, which wow, I'm pretty stoked about. Yeah, so you know it's a boy or girl already. I do. Yeah, baby. we got a baby boy coming in April, oh, so that's going to be exciting. So the family's growing, the business is growing, and you know, so much of our lives. It, well, we're spent on the road, right? Like airplanes, rental cars, hotels by myself. And <laughs> I think I think one of the directions that I'm now heading towards is if I do have to be on the road for a long time, I'm going to try to bring my family or yeah. at least I'm going to bring a colleague or a friend so that it's more of a shared experience. And yeah, it's expensive to do that. And yeah, it can be a pain in the butt to do it. But quality of life over just the paycheck yeah. is something that we all need to realize at some point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether it's, whether it's a, a road trip to go climb mountains or a road trip to go fly parachutes or to come down and do a whole bunch of training, if I'm going to be gone any more than a week at a time, I'm going to figure out a way to, you know, bring the family down. Mm. But aside from that, in terms of projects, man, like, um, you know, being at home, basically at home for the last couple of years, uh, I built a bike park in my hometown, so, wow. which was pretty I cool. You know, coming from a professional mountain biking past, um, it was so fun to be able to take this area that had been very neglected by our municipality. And now every day that I drive down through the river bottom of my home, dozens of kids and families wow. doing that. And then I'm coming back the other way. And what was so cool about that project is, like so many things in my life, what I'm doing over here is supporting what I'm doing over there, Absolutely. right? So, you know, we're removing trees, a lot of trees in Southern Alberta right now for various reasons, you know, whether it's bugs and pest infestations mm -hmm. and populations changing or climate change affecting the way that we're getting, how cold our winters are getting, which mm -hmm. is severe, how hot our summers are getting, wow. periods of drought. So all those trees that have been cut down, we're now turning into pro pro processed materials. So all the lumber for the bike park, locally sourced trees. <sighs> All the mulch to keep all of the moisture in the ground, awesome. locally sourced trees. Like every piece of lumber and every piece That's of mulch awesome. that is at that bike park came through one of my machines or wow. through the hands of one of my employees. So it's really neat to see how, you know, arboriculture, which is a J-O-B, you know what I mean, is now supporting <laughs> so many other passions of mine. Isn't it crazy that people don't don't, don't have that in their, in their J-O-Bs and their jobs? Or yeah. <clears throat> in their in their life itself you know um i i look at a lot of that that we do and um uh, i do some stuff at uh, border patrol yeah and and so whenever you go to mexico and you come back to the u.s yeah <laughs> you go to border patrol station yeah and uh we trim some trees there every year we do an inventory you know we do all the nicely pruning and all yeah. that and i think about it and i'm like when i die yeah my kids will still come through here and they'll be like 
dad used to take care of the trees and and that's, that's, right. that's forever like forever those 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 cuts those those sealed cuts will forever be there yeah man you know and and they can say dad made that cut exactly you know and yeah. it's uh, and not it's only awesome. that but you know they're going to be able to they're going to go on netflix and they're going to watch the paradise fire documentary oh, and they're going to be like see those trees that are burning right now oh, God. my dad at least had a hand in making sure that that town got rebuilt and then one day they're going to be roaming around that town again you know and it's so cool to know that you know even at least in some small part the effort and the work that we're putting in is having a lasting effect and like lasting. really what else could you ask for? not only for others but for your family yeah your man they're gonna see that and it's something that I don't, I don't know how I would do it otherwise. Like, well, now that you've experienced, there's no going back. You there know what I mean? Yeah. Even if I tried, they, yeah. I don't think they'll take me back anywhere else. So tell me about the training you're doing. Like what's going on? Like obviously when you and I were teaching and training together, we were working for a different organization. And now from what I understand, you're kind of doing something different. I've always um, helped out training organizations. When I got into training, I uh, got into training because of the translation and the mm -hmm. Spanish and all that good stuff. So a lot of what I did when I first started was, hey, help us train some of our trainers. Help us <clears throat> do this, do that. And so for me, it's turned into helping. I mean, I'm here at the academy. Yeah. You know, I, I helped them out as well. Yep. Um, I did some work with ACRT. Yep. Um, you know, there, there was no like, Oh, this is just my company and I'll just do stuff through my company. Yeah. <clears throat> it was the way I've always lived my life. Even when I had a private company, it was, um, hey, you need help with your company. They're like, why would you want to help me? You That's have right. your own company and, and people freak out. Yeah, it's I know. Like, they're they're taken aback. They're like, wait, wait a second. Like, what, what's your angle here? Yeah, what you do know you know want? What, what do you want from me? I was like, yeah. I don't know. You just suck. And I think I can help you out. You yeah. Know? And like, you're a company that needs this. And, you know, a lot of people are like, okay. You know, yep. and they took me in and I was able to help my my neighbor company, you know, yeah. make them better, you know, and in turn, they gave me work and uh, we just learned from each other a lot. And I think that's really what's what's happened with the training. You know, yep. I, I still help out a ton of organizations I, like my company is called the Arborist Institute. OK, but listen, we 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 hardly promote it as such because. Right. Uh, we, we work with the Academy. We work with uh, all these other companies. And yes. uh, we didn't want to just be our own thing. Or, uh, right. we, we wanted to, to do a big. And so a lot of uh, site safety. Um, I've always been a consultant. Yes. So a lot of utility companies have uh, hired our services or hold us on retainer. Mm -hmm. We're really like lawyers, you know. Yep. So if something happens, they're like, hey. This we'll be happened. there tomorrow. Yeah, well, we can be on yeah. a flight. Yep. Um, so onboarding, site safety. Uh, you might have met uh, Ryan Serdersky. He's yep. around here. Yep. He helps out as well. So a lot of work with the utilities, mm -hmm. uh, Mountain, uh, Arbor Works. Yeah. All, all those. Uh, What's so out cool there. about the direction that I'm seeing? You know, when I got into this industry, which literally was 20 years ago, I've been doing this 20 years, which is so wild to actually be able to say. I know. And. Back in the day, man, it was it was so divided, right? Company A didn't even talk to neither. You didn't even want to recognize that company B existed because it was all about survival. You know, it's right. like we got to get that job. It was very cutthroat. It was very competitive. And I'm so glad to see that things are heading in a different direction because, frankly, it's more fun like this. Oh, yeah. And I think... You know, what I'm seeing in the industry now with online presences, with the expansion and scaling of tips and tricks and training and, and how we're embracing technology and online training, it's beautiful to see that, you know, guys like yourself and, you know, guys like me are able to 
not end up pigeonholed into a single organization, right? It's not about serving a single master as much as it is about a higher level perspective. We want to elevate this industry, right? And if we can raise that tide, it's going to raise all the ships. And I think that even some of the organizations that in the past have been um, maybe a little bit more, you know, cautious about allowing some knowledge or some intellectual property to get out. I think that they're starting to open up to that too, because we are trying to serve a greater goal. Right. And like you, I literally train and contract for my competition Absolutely. back home in Canada. And I just, it's more fun. Do you still get people ask you like, why do you do that? Absolutely. Like, you, know? you know, and, and <laughs> I just, I just love the fact that, you know, I might, I might come, they might, maybe my competition has a, a, a technical tree that might be just like slightly out of their reach. They can call me in, I'll come in on a day rate, and while I'm working, I can be talking through headsets, right? I can be on you're Bluetooth. You're training, you're helping and I'm, them. Exactly. Uh, and I'm explaining what I'm doing, you know, like, you know, you're up in a crane and like, well, why did you make that side of the V cut that way? And, and I, and I can say, you know, like right now, you're I'm like, all right, guys, check this out. What I'm going to do right now is you want to do this because of this and that. Yeah. And they're like, all right. And they're like, oh, I attention. get it. Like, right. Cause it's so difficult, especially when you start getting to a higher level to have people right beside you when you're doing the thing. Yeah. Because I mean, by nature, you probably shouldn't be right beside me doing that thing. <laughs> right. So it's just, I'm loving that, you know, technology professionalism and openness are now sort of starting to flood through the industry. I just love the direction that it's going. And I do think it's going to keep people safer and I think it's going to keep people happier. And really when you've had, when you've had as many near death experiences as I've had, you can't help but realize that like, yes, this is a job. Yes, this is a career, but this is just one aspect of a life that you're going to live. So yeah. try to leave, you know, leave this place in a better place than you found it. You oh know? man, uh, yeah, you can't put it better than that. Thanks. And and how many people that we know are not here, dude? Today, it, yeah. uh, to me, this year has been especially hard. Yeah. Because someone that I was sitting with, like we are now, mm -hmm. I found out, you know, the other day that they weren't here, and and it was like. I was just with that person. Yeah, yep. You know, like, and he was full of like people like us, you know, that you're like, oh, they're on the top of their game. They're like, they, they have all these people that, you know, follow the work where you have so many people out, just such a great person. You're yep. like, he's not here or she's not here anymore. And, and it's created a lasting thing in me, you know, that yep. I, I slowed down a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, after TCIA, we're going to slow down a little bit again. You yep. know, I'm spending time with the family. More. Recollect sort of like, yeah, bring it all back together before you start putting it all out yeah. again right and you, you got to have those 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 moments or that, that that time every once in a while where you're like okay i'm gonna stop yeah you know, i'm yep. gonna stop uh, i'm gonna slow down pull back reassess as much as you love what you do like like both of us mm -hmm. you, you you have to you, you know what I'm, I'm taking a little bit of time for the family yeah you know and i um the person that you're referring to did they die on the job or did they pass away just, differently just differently you differently, know not, yeah. even, so, not even like and, and and yeah some people on the job as well you yep. know but mostly just like driving from point a to point b yes and, and that's what makes you realize that like i can probably not be here tomorrow yeah and so you like myself over the course of our over the course of our careers in either training or contracting i can i can actually safely say i've had thousands of students Okay. And, and I've had thousands of students on two or three different continents, depending on where they are and right. where they're working at the time. And 
you know, I've got memorial stickers on every one of my helmets. I've got them in my van that I road trip around to remind me that like, this is a finite experience, you know, like a very, like I was very close with, um, his name was Russell and he was up in Idlewild. He was working with Pino and, uh, you know, I had come up and I had done training and I'd also come up and done some contracting and I'd also come up and, you know, by nature of my job, I was filling out what they were doing great and maybe some things that they could improve on. And I just remember, you know, sitting down with these guys and breaking bread and doing this training, but also giving them constructive criticism. And, you know, just knowing that I was a little bit a part of that feels good. And then one day I find out that like, he was advancing in his career. He was working on a family, had a committed girlfriend, everybody around him loved him. And then one day he's gone. He didn't die at work. You know, it was something else that happened. But now, you know, I had a student that's no longer here or my mentor, James Luce. You know what I'm saying? It's like he was he was a permanent fixture in arbor culture for me. I wouldn't have been a trainer if it wasn't for him. He was the one that got a hold of Arbor Culture Canada and was like, hey, just you might want to get Johnny to train her to so do this crazy. thing. And, you know, so Justin Hoffmeister, you know what oh, I'm saying? Man. Like I, I, I was, I, I did a bunch of work with him. My too. son's first birthday took place at his acreage. And then just like that, me and, uh, Nick mm -hmm. Hoffmeister had yep. a huge conversation because, yep. you know, the, the way that Nick grew up, yes. you know, we won't get too much into details, but you know, I talked with Nick and I was like, you know, your, your dad had a hard time too. And it's, yep. it, and so that, that stuff that we don't, train a lot in yeah like we had conversations driving and you know maybe i didn't teach nick how to climb but yep. i was able to share something with him mm -hmm. that he was able to understand his father more you and know it just illustrates you know this is this is an experience that you have in life it just happens to be like one of the funnest jobs in the universe you know what i'm saying but you get close to these people and it yes this is a tree industry but this is so much a people industry and it, and it was funny that you mean that you mentioned james because i had never met him personally yeah we all knew each other through 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 people through tyler yes right? junior and, and yeah juni yep. what's up one day he gives me a call and yeah. he's like hey James wanted me to tell you this. I'm like, don't, don't do that. Yeah, to me. Like, I did not, I don't, I didn't know the guy like that. Like I knew of him. I followed mm -hmm. all his work. Don't, don't do this to me. He's yep. like, no, like he left something that he wants you to do. And I'm wow. like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, I don't want that I'm responsibility, you know? Yep. And uh, he left some training for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he said, I want Eric to yeah. be a part of this. Yeah. And I want him to go and help out with this. And cool. And, and, and Tyler got a hold of me to tell me that. And I, I was in Alaska when I got the call, you know, and, yeah. and I was like working, you know, I was actually cutting and doing stuff. And I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, wow. Like the impact that that had on me. Yeah. It, it just, yeah, I, I can't explain. But, but that's what we, that's what we deal with. And, yeah, man. and that's what we do. And um, I enjoy every single day of my life mm -hmm. because I don't know if the plane that I jump on this afternoon is going to make it to California. I know it's, it's a wild <laughs> thing to think. And, you know, you and I have had the privilege of impacting a lot of people's lives for better or for worse. Yeah. You know? And there's a story that I often share. We won't mention the name, but when I first arrived on the Butte Fire late 2015 into early 2016, the, the whole fire program was really blowing up. And the idea of third party site safety at that point was still pretty new. Mm -hmm. And the 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 protocols hadn't really been defined yet. So we were basically given best practices that we were gonna enforce. And then we were going out into the field and we were checking crews. And it was my second day on the job and I rolled up on a job site and there was some very dangerous things that were about to occur. There was a, 
a guy line that was set up improperly that wasn't going to function. There was a power line that was probably going to get taken out. It was just a very high risk scenario. And I, I got in there and I managed to sort of cool the situation down. And these guys, they were hard workers. They knew what they were doing, but what they were doing, they were kind of, they were cutting some corners. Mm -hmm. So I wrote that in my report because we don't, we don't have hiring and firing authority. We're just there to report. So I just reported what I found. And the next day I had found out that they had been let go. And then an hour later, they were waiting for me in the parking lot. <laughs> and this is my second day on, on fire at the beginning of this thing. And I just got to thinking, I was like, well, this isn't good because, <laughs> you know, here I am. I'm like, at the time, what would I have been like 26, 27 years old? And these guys are kind of out for blood. And also, I fully understand where they're coming from. They, they transplanted themselves to this project. They're coming down here to make money, to support their families. And now they're going to go home. Fast forward several years, I'm at Arborfest West, and I just finished doing the aerial rescue demonstration with some of the folks from Nats. And afterwards, this gentleman comes up to me and he's like, hey man, I just gotta say thanks a lot. And I was like, wait a sec, I remember you. And he was like, yeah, I've started my own tree company. I've got four guys working for me. Wow. He's like, I've got this, I've got this um, equipment, I'm doing this, we're growing. And I was just like, Wow. Was he one of the guys that he was wanted one to of kick your ass at first? He was one of the guys that got let go. Now, you know, in full transparency, I don't think I would have let them go. I would have just said, you know, maybe a little more training is needed and let's yeah. get them back out there. But the, the decision was made and he chose to go on and basically kick some ass with it. And, you know, you, you can't help but think, although we're doing things that may be uncomfortable right now. Absolutely. You can choose to make them awesome. And relating that to James, you know, like, it really hurt when we found out that James, you know, was going to check out. And one of the last, well, the last conversation that I had with James, we were reminiscing on getting in and out of helicopters together and getting dropped off on the top of mountains to go do conservation work together. And at the time, you know, James was 70, you know, he, he definitely didn't look. 70. No, man, he was, he was killing the game. And, and at the end of that, he sang my son, happy birthday. And we hung up the phone and that was it. You know what I'm saying? And like, find me another job that isn't, you know, military or first responders where you're going to have that kind of a bond where you're like, you're in it together, you're in the thick of it, you make those connections. And, you know, now we have the purpose to live on and improve the industry in their name. <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's rad. Awesome. It's pretty rad. Yeah. So tell me what a little bit about what you're doing with Clogger. What's going on? I, 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 I love everything you're doing. Big yep. shout out to Nice you. pants, by the way. You can't <laughs> tell, but they're probably illuminating me from below the orange. So, you know... Um, so being a contract instructor for North American training solutions for several years until unfortunately my visa for renewal got denied. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm going back. Yeah, now I'm going back to Canada. Um, but the beauty of that, that, um, introduction that I was given to clogger through that organization, you know, by nature, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not super famous on social media or anything, but a few people, you know, follow me and, and right, like what, I, like what I get up to. And you know, I started talking back and forth with Clogger and they, they asked some really in-depth, interesting questions. Not the usual, like, you know, how can we change this so more people will buy it? Right. It was more like, let's talk about how we can actually improve the industry right. with little moves that we can make, subtle things, you know, and I'm a bit of a, I'm obsessed with philosophy. I love deeper thinking and really driving down to root cause Absolutely. and root issues. And after speaking with some of the folks in New Zealand, I realized that 
we were in a lot of ways on the same track through the industry. You know, I'm not making saw pants, but I'm using them every day that I'm at work. And it was so cool to listen to a company that was committed to making things better simply for the sake of making things better. Right. And then I got to understand that this is not a huge company and they're throwing innovation out the front door like crazy. I started talking to their management, their, their systems and marketing director and it was very interesting to hear him start talking about ideas from that he was picking up from some of the most successful companies in the world. Ideas about scaling, ideas about innovating, ideas about staying agile with a product that needs to continually evolve to an wow. ever-evolving industry. So we started to talk a little bit more and they started asking for a little bit of my input. Could you test out these pants? Could you go and destroy these pants? Could you go and do this and that? And you know, they started sending me gear, which is kind of usually how these relationships start. Absolutely. And then I started, you know, sending back um, my opinions and, and some of the things that I was finding. And they listened. They actually listened. So many brands just want to give you free things. Yeah, here, wear my stuff and take pictures on it and put exactly. it on IG. Exactly. You know, whereas, <laughs> whereas they seemed really committed to listening. Right. And here we are, you know, it's been three years where we've been back and forth and I've been using their products and I'm, I'm literally just wearing generation after generation. They're sending these things out. I'm destroying them. I'm giving them feedback. They're continuing to evolve because they really care. So the opportunity to come down to TCI and, and partially represent Clogger came up and it was a no brainer. I started, you know, I just jumped on it and, you know, thank you very much for having me Clogger, but they're also stuck because New Zealand is on lockdown. Uh, right. And yeah. it's relatively easy for me to come back and forth across the border as a Canadian. So the opportunity came up. And so here I am and I'm just trying my best to not even really represent and sell the brand because frankly, their products do that for, Absolutely. You know, for themselves. I'm here as a like-minded individual, at least in my eyes, I'm here as a like-minded individual that's sort of on the same path of where they're headed with the larger perspective of what I want to do in this industry. And I'm connecting with people like you. I'm connecting with people like Mark Chisholm and, and um, uh, Jared Abergina to sit down and talk about people that have been in this industry a while that have had an impact. Mm -hmm. And I want to try to figure out where we're going. How are we as people that have a little bit of push and pull with a little bit of influence? What are some of the actionable items that we can do to take this industry even further in the right direction? And right. I'm just stoked to be here. Right. And uh, it, I'm the same way. People, brands want to give you stuff and put this on for us. Mm -hmm. It's always been, and, 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 and again, big shout out to Clogger and to definitely to Pete because mm -hmm. uh, they believe in everything we're doing, you know? Yeah. And so whenever someone asks us to represent their brand, yep. not just on like, hey, give me feedback on this, but yep. says, hey, you can wear this for trainings. You can do this. Mm -hmm. um, we're very careful. Yep. You know, we, we've had, we unfortunately, we've had to say no to some. 100%. <clears throat> yep. And, and, and uh, it's not because we don't like the product. Well, it's not it, about the product. It was in some ways, it isn't about the product. It, it, like, it wasn't about the product. Right. It, it was because of their vision. Exactly. And 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 their and their, not even their work ethic, just mm -mm. the way they were. Yeah, like you know, we talk so much about a culture of safety, right? And you hear all of these these companies also talk about a culture of safety or a culture of innovation or a culture of a, a commitment to raising the you know relative tide or you know so that we can elevate the whole industry and then unfortunately you inevitably see some brands maybe do a little bit less than they could and maybe they're kind of chasing after that short-term profit short-term impact get that sale move on and inevitably when those products arrive in the mailbox and you take them out to the field and you test them and maybe that maybe they don't quite work the, as well as they should or maybe they do but you can kind of tell that 
they're they're in it for the short buck or they might not have a deeper vision it's really hard for me to try to authentically spread the word and right. and, and and be honest about my experience with Absolutely. it so and i found that out the hard way right like as an as an athlete I had, you know, I rode different bike brands and then, you know, later in my coaching career, I was flying different parachutes and different yeah, wingsuits yeah, yeah, yeah. and you start to realize like the things that we say really matter, right? There's Absolutely. that saying, your greatest fear is not that you're inadequate. It's that you're powerful beyond all measure. And the mm. idea behind that is everything that you do is going to have a lasting effect. Wow. So make sure you do the right things. And I get really worried sometimes when companies might reach out to me to say, test a product and they want to have a, a review of that product within like three or four days of me receiving it. And it's like, unfortunately, guys, I haven't had a chance to really test it yet. Yeah. You, you got to give it time. And if you want honest feedback, you're signing up for the roller coaster ride of honest feedback. I'm not going yeah. to go publicly and destroy a brand. That's not what I'm into. Yep. But I am going to be honest and I'm going to be transparent because my friends, friends like Russell, friends like Ryan, friends like James, friends like Justin are going to be putting this gear on and trusting it. And in our job, you're trusting your life with it. So we Absolutely. have a real responsibility and I take it really seriously. And, and, and you very well should like, like anyone that gets anything in, involved into gear, accepting gear or, or showing gear mm -hmm. should because someone's putting their life on this, you know? Yep. And um, one thing that happened to me, I learned the hard way too, like you're saying, <clears throat> one thing that happened to me is uh, someone wanted to sponsor us mm -hmm. and, um, you know, at first we liked the brand and everything, and we're like, yeah, sure, um, let's sit down and talk about it. And they pulled out a contract, you know, and I, 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 I'm not a business guy. Sure. You know, I, I'm, I'm a tree guy by, yep. by nature, so yep. I don't understand contracts. I don't understand legalities a lot of times, you know. And the only thing that I did understand on that contract was that, like, hey, you can't wear anybody else's stuff. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like red flag. Yeah. Like, like one of those crazy girlfriends, red flag. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Are you going to be my boyfriend? But you can't do this or you can't do that. And I was like, Right. We haven't even gotten in a relationship yet. Yeah. And you're already asking me for these things. Yeah. And, and I'm like, These people support us to the max. Yeah. They well, have, because they, they support a higher me, vision, right? They didn't even give me a contract. They mm -hmm. gave me all this stuff and said, Hey, can you test this for us? Can you give us your honest feedback? Yep. Even if it's bad feedback yeah you know even if you put it out there you know and and, and you know honestly yep <clears throat> we're okay with it <clears throat> this other company was like you can't wear their brand you can't yeah. I'm, I'm like unfortunately we won't be able to move forward with this yeah because all these other people yep. do it for the right reasons That's right there's there is a level between you know professionalism and i understand you know like you know, for instance, like Husqvarna and Still, they're working really hard at their on 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 different ends of the industrial spectrum to try their best to advance what they believe is the direction that we need to be going. Right. And I fully respect that. And I, as a as an athlete, as an instructor, as a professional in this industry, I understand the need for non-conflict um, contracts. I understand that, like, right. you know, they're they're on a mission and. You know, their competition is on a mission as well. But I think that us as, you know, I guess, maybe not innovators of the industry, but at least representatives in part of the industry, Absolutely. we need to work really hard in being, being very transparent in what it is that we're here to do. 
Okay. Absolutely. I'm not here to get famous. I'm not here to be a billboard. I'm here to improve the industry. Absolutely. And if somebody comes to you with a product that they think could play a part in that, it's a no brainer. But if some someone comes to you with a contract, for instance, that may actually limit your ability to have the effect that you're called to have, mm. well, now I think it's our responsibility to be responsible or, or sorry, it's our responsibility to really do some critical thinking to make that decision. Because again, what we do matters, right? And what we say matters because you know, people are going to listen, yeah. right? And we have to be careful about how that gets passed across too. So thankfully, you and I are at a position in our careers where there's a lot of opportunities and many of the people that have come up, you know, underneath us as, as students in our classes are now evolving into positions in the industry where they're going to they're gonna be coming to us and asking advice. I've had several students come and say, hey, you know, I was approached by this company and they're really excited to, you know, fill my mailbox up with ropes or with saws. Um, but there is this thing that they want to make sure of. And I don't tell them to do it or not to do it, but I do let them know. We Look just, at all these things. You gotta consider. You gotta consider every aspect of this agreement that you're gonna do. Why and just are you doing Ask it? yourself: Is this going to take you in the direction that you want to be headed? And if the answer is this, yes, and it works for you, then by all means, do that thing. But I'm, you know, here I am. I'm at an excellent show. I'm seeing relationships that I have with obvious competitors on every side of this industry, and we're homies and we're friends. And there isn't some brand or some logo getting in between that relationship. Because yeah, again, absolutely. this industry is about people. It's not necessarily about gear. Ah, oh, that's a great way to put it. Thanks. And 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 it, and it goes along with what we were first talking about. You're like, oh, well, what do you do? How mm -hmm. do you do it? Well, I work for everyone. This and that. And um, I'm. I go to the Bay Area a lot, you yeah. know, and I sat in in a talk uh, at Apple. You know, oh, I was fortunate cool. enough to go and <clears throat> get in a talk, and they were talking about their products. Yeah. And how they could, it was for teachers. Sure. You know, it yeah. was like, how can they help teachers and this yeah. and that, you know? And it, I was just fortunate enough to be in the area, so I went to go check it out. Their whole talk was about how their product can help others oh, do cool. their job. Right. And, uh, you know, watching online and everything, I, I saw like a, a talk with like Microsoft and all that. And, okay. and a lot of their stuff was like how their product was better than Apple. Right. Was superior to somebody and, else's. And, and it was like the, the difference in that, you know, was just huge. You yeah. know, it's like, why are you making products work? Well, it's it's to make people better. Right. It's not to it's not it's not to compete against that product, you yeah. know. And, and, and you, you see it in the level of their business, right? 100%. Like, it, yeah. like, uh, everyone has an, an well, Apple phone. Everybody you can has... smell it. You know what I mean? And like, I'm, I'm no expert from, you know, the, you're from Samsung to windows to Apple. Right. I'm definitely not a tech expert and I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is that there's, there's a concept of a finite versus an infinite game. Right. right? And I've chosen to dedicate my life to playing infinite games. Yeah. Ones that, you know, I will probably never truly come to fruition with right. but I can at least enjoy the journey and I think that you know coming from my past I've had some pretty significant injuries I've found myself at the, the edge of a river basically bleeding internally like this might be it wow. you ask your you ask yourself some pretty important questions and mm. when you come out of you know situations like that you've sort of seen the truth and you can't really forget it and mm. you know now as I apply that to the rest of my life I'm just sort of committed to trying my best to if, if there's something that I can say, something that I can do to potentially save a life or improve a life, that's sort of what's important. 
and everything else is sort of just is along for the ride. That's fine. There are some finite games that we're forced to play, right? right. We got to pay the mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> we got to eat the meal. You know, we have to put the kid through school or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, even finite games can have an infinite goal, yeah. right? So are you doing this just to pay the bills? I mean, that's one way to go about it, but you can also pay the bills while committing to getting better every day, committing to having an open mind to learning, committing wow. to sharing a little bit of knowledge or experience with your your fellow person. You know what I'm saying? So I that that finite versus infinite game concept is something I hope I never forget. Right. And like you had mentioned, sometimes it does take a little bit. Of, you got to come off the road. You got to get out of the hotel. You got to get out of that. You got to get off the stage a lot of times. Yep. And you got to yep. take some time to think about why are you doing what you're doing? Mm -hmm. And then once you've sort of reassessed that and reestablished that, then you can go out into the world. And be you got to constantly keep doing that. 100%, you know? yep. And I constantly keep doing that. And, and, and every time uh, when I'm ready, I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to be back yeah. on stage. I'm ready to have that energy. You exactly. know, if I do that all the time, it's uh, just uh, monotone and it just yeah. gets, it, it gets old. You See, know? and you know, to your point about, you know, only being able to be, say, involved with a single organization for the rest of your life. That's really scary because what what that takes away from you is what you just exactly what you just sort of illustrated. Like a little bit of contrast goes a really long way. Absolutely. So you go to company A and you see how things are going over there. You go to company B, you see how things are going over there and you take the best of both. Yeah. And then you move forward into the world with real life experience, with the ability to weigh the pros and the cons and take you to the next level. Yeah. And, you know, for instance, sharing from my experience, if I'm on the road for, say, three weeks straight teaching, at the end of that three weeks, although I'm still, I know I'm still being effective, it's time for me to go and do some real contract work again. Yeah. Right. I need to go do some production because yeah. it's, it's not like I'm forgetting the skills, but because they're not, because I'm not tying a bowl and bam, in, in four seconds, rather, you know, in, in six seconds, it, you just get this feeling like I'm just not quite as sharp as I was. Right. And there's that saying that like those who can't do teach to hell with that. That's bullshit. No. Okay. Frankly. If he's you, not in this industry. Right. If you commit to being to to at least learning and trying to further your own development, then I think that you're equipped to teach. But I don't think you should ever be able to rest on your laurels. I think that you need to stay sharp. And if you're going to talk about staying sharp, you better show up sharp. Yeah. And after three weeks on the road, I'm ready to be in my own bed with my own crew. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to be on a saw. I'm ready to get dirty. And then back and forth. After about a month or two of full-on contract work, I'm kind of feeling like, you know, my body's starting to feel it. <laughs> I you know, a little break. <laughs> I think I'm ready to get up in the morning and, and start using my brain again. And I like going back and forth. And I, I don't Absolutely. think, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to be really set up to just do one or the other for the rest of my Thank life. Thank you. I, I don't, I don't feel, I don't yeah. feel so bad that, that, <laughs> that I make that decision every day because cool. I feel the same way, you know? And even after a show like this, like I love people. Yes. I, I mean, I love three people. Yeah. Right? 100%, like, yep. like, Ed, like Ed always says, you know, uh, regular people are kind of weird for me, but, but, um, <laughs> But when I leave here, yep. like I'm, I get back to, to cutting, maybe yep. to being out with the crews in the field. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like, yeah, like I get a break from this, you know, 100%. not, not that <clears throat> again, not that I don't like, I, I love you meet a ton of people here. hundred <clears throat> percent. And it, it has its value. It has its value. 100%. <clears throat> but the contrast also is alluring yeah. when you're done here. Right. Yeah. Cause, 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 um, once we do that, we get back home, we, we hang out, we do some work again. Hey, in a couple months, we're ready for another one. Yeah, you know? 100%. And we're fresh and we come out. And, and you're excited. And you're excited. If you you're know? excited, people can tell. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just love the fact that, like, bullshit meters are more developed than they've ever been. 
Yeah, right. Because it thins the herd. Like, honestly, you know, I've been doing this 20 years. If if you can't tell that I'm still excited to be part of this industry, yeah. I mean, you got to start listening a little closer. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whereas there are some people that unfortunately get into careers, maybe not this one, that find themselves down that road 20 years and it's just another day. Yeah. And I don't know if that's something that I could ever perpetuate. Oh, no. Um, so... 20 years where did it start where yeah, did man. it start with it my dad was a logger or a climber or maybe he wasn't or your yep. family or or you just got into it where did it start for john you know it's crazy coming up i had no idea what i wanted to do when i grew up like it was like the classic like i want to be a astronaut i want to be a architect I, you know like the things that Everybody says. Yeah. And, um, you know, I really, really got involved in mountain biking at a young age. And I was working at a bike shop and I was about 14. And that's when you can like legally start drawing a paycheck in Canada, by the way. So I was working. 21? No, 14. Oh, 14. You yeah. Said. At 14, you can have a job where you're full time and you're being paid or at least part time. I, Of course, I was still going to school and things like that. But I was working at a bike shop because I was obsessed with 14 bikes years old. At 14. And my father had spent 30 years cleaning processing plants like chicken like food processing plants and i had gone in you know when i was a kid and seen the job and i thought like they're like damn i don't know about this you know what i'm saying like i worked I mean, in processing plants or when i was younger yeah and i know exactly what you're talking about yeah and i mean it, it's a it's a fully noble career and if that's what you do like all the power to oh, you they, but, they make the world go round exactly but, but but for right. me, you know, I, I, I saw it and I just thought, you know, 30 years, like, holy moly. So then my uh, that, that processing plant that my dad had worked at, it got shut down. You know, mm. economies go through, you know, fluxes. And now all of a sudden my dad's out of a job. He had, he had committed 30 years to, to wow. helping something get built. And now he's no longer there. And he bounced around. He was like cleaning trucks and he was cleaning other processing plants out of town. He was on, And mm. I just remember thinking like, hmm, I don't know. And then one day, you know, I'll never forget. I was 14. I was working at Burton Mac Sorcerer Sports back home. Shout out. Big shout yeah. out. And uh, my dad calls me and he's like, John boy, because he calls me John boy. He's like, you got to come over here on North Parkside Drive and have a look at what's going on. These guys are climbing trees and they're getting paid to climb trees. And my dad knows me well enough. Like, all right, my son's a little psycho. Like fully, this is going to be something he might want to be into. I rode my bike to the job site. I had a look. I was like, this is really interesting. I applied for a job, got the job, and just like everybody, at dra- 14 you know, years yeah, old, dragon brush, man, dragon brush. Started learning saws. So, 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 so you terrible. went up and, and watched the company work, and yep. then you asked them for a job. Or yeah, how, yeah. How? Well, I had a resume already. You know what I mean? Like I, I kind of grew up on an acreage. I understood work. Like I was already yeah. a pretty hard worker. I was scrawny, dude. I was so skinny. You know, I don't even think I weighed 100 pounds until like grade 11 or something like that. But you're like, I'm ready to work. I'm, I'm 14 years let's old. Let's do some stuff. You know what I mean? And um, I got the job. I dragged some brush and. The arborist there, his name's uh, Will Hillary, which is awesome because now he contracts for my company, like oh, full wow. circle. Wow. He uh, came out to the acreage and he, and he showed me the ropes. And I got to thinking, I was Literally. like, this is something that Literally I think I can do. Yep. <laughs> so shortly thereafter, um, you know, I was doing some climbing, doing some pruning, no PPE, you know what I'm saying? No real formal training, figuring out on the job. You know, the boss, he tried his best, but he just wasn't equipped either. And, um, over the years, I started to realize, I was like, you know what, if I'm, if I'm really going to do this, I need to do this. Mm. Um, so, you know, that company came and gone in terms of employment for me. And I worked for a certified arborist in town for a little while. And I actually got some real knowledge. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty for this. Let's do this. And then he ran out of work. 
you know, this is back when the tree industry was kind of hurting. We were like going job to job to job. And, mm. you know, my town isn't huge. There's 100,000 in it now. But when I was growing up, it was 40,000. Plus, it wasn't as cool as it is now. No, man. We didn't have all this going on. We didn't have big expos. Yeah. I mean, and remember, too, it was cutthroat. So it wasn't it, it was a fun industry to be working in, but it wasn't necessarily a fun industry to be in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So things change, things change. And then, you know. I started thinking, okay, where am I going to find the opportunities that I need to get to where I want to go? And I looked, basically, it was like, where are the biggest trees in Canada? Where's real industry? And it was in on Vancouver Island. So I was like, you know what? I'm doing this thing. And after, you know, doing trees in the summer and doing crappy work in the winter, like miserable work in the winter, I was like, you know what? I've had enough. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I had like 250 bucks. I had a crappy Ford Taurus that I got after my grandpa died. So I threw the bike rack on, I had 250 bucks and I drove out to Victoria, no plan, no nothing. Wow. Got there, I called Davy Tree, cause I'd heard they're a big tree company. Yeah. And I was like, I know you guys aren't hiring, but I'd like to come in just for, uh, I just want to come in for an interview. I said, I'll work a day for free. You just got to give me a shot. And, I, and Lloyd Rumbolt was there. He was the guy selling, shout out to Lloyd. <laughs> shout out to Lloyd. And, he was probably uh, like, listen, we can't not pay you. Well, he, well he was firstly like, who the fuck is this <laughs> kid? <laughs> But they gave me a shot and, um, you know, I was hungry. I was stoked for it. It didn't take long until I was in a bit of a leadership role. Mm -hmm. I've sort of always come to that naturally. I have a background in sports. I know how to suffer. I know how to work hard. And then before you know it, I was a foreman. And before you know it, I had a truck and a chipper and a crew that I was responsible for. And this is over the course of four to five months. And I'm enjoying it. And they're big trees. It's high consequence. It's excellent. And then some other opportunities started coming up in my life back home. Um, there was some modeling stuff actually at the time that I was going to go and do. There's some sports things that I wanted to go do. So I was like, you know what? I really loved being here, but it's time for me to maybe go on and do my own thing. Admittedly, fully not ready, but it is what it is. So I moved back home 2007, August 2007. Started, How old are you at this point? Um, 19. 19. So go home, 19. I'm like, you know what? I'm doing this. So I start up a tree company with my old man. Wow. And uh, immediately, 2007, we started in August. In September 2007, I took the whole crew, which at that time was three people and a friend, up to a seminar, a Vermeer seminar that Dwayne Newstater was delivering. And he was teaching climbing. And I was thinking, like, I know this stuff. And he's doing an awesome job. And one day I'm going to do that job too. Wow. Now, it took years, obviously, but I kept going to seminars and I kept paying for training for my guys. And one thing led to another. The company grew and grew and grew. And now we're still operating. You know, 15 years later, we're wow. still in business. <laughs> and we got nine full-time guys. We got a couple bucket trucks on the road. We you got sound some very some responsible at that age. I don't think... Well, I, I didn't have a choice, man. I, You know, I kind of, in some ways, raised myself. You yeah. know, like my parents split up when I was young. Um, you know, dad was always working. Mom yeah. was doing the single mom thing. She was in college. She was working. It's me and my little sister. And um, I don't know if you had an experience like that, but in some ways you're sort of forced to just get your shit together and grow Absolutely. up quickly. So that's what I did. And, you know, I definitely missed out on my 20s, like in full transparency. There was no going out to the clubs and drinking. Out and nope. hanging out with your friends and doing all No, man, it was shit. from 19 to like 24. I was super focused to, to the detriment of, of relationships, to the detriment of like really being one of the guys. Like I was pretty focused. But at the same time, there was that there was that part of me that wanted to go and explore and ride my bike and climb mountains. And, you know, one thing led to another. And now I'm, you know, a sponsored athlete for mountain biking and rock climbing. And that led me to the top of cliffs that got me really interested in flying. So now I'm jumping out of airplanes. I'm learning how to base jump. And all of that, all of the things and the lessons I'm learning from there started really lending themselves to development in arbor culture. And I was like, oh, this is cool. They're supporting one another. So at 25, so six years into the company, I decided, you know what? I'm going to try this pro athlete thing, right? 
So I'm on the road now and I'm moving around, I'm traveling around for sponsors, I'm living in Vegas, I'm living in Tampa, Florida and I'm riding bikes and I'm doing parkour and like all of this stuff. And in 20, so that would have been in 2012 and 2013, I had a brutal accident where a parachute didn't open on a base jump and I broke 14 bones. So where was this at? This is Twin Falls, Idaho, which is where everyone goes to base jump basically. It's, so, a, legal, it's a legal bridge. So it's off of a bridge? Yeah, so, uh, you know, and I had already jumped that bridge a bunch of times, but, um, you know, I was jumping some gear that I was trying out and I had a malfunction and uh, I malfunction fell. Malfunction on the gear. Yeah, so no parachute came out and I fell 500 feet into the water. I broke both my legs, both my arms, half my ribs, my sternum, shoulder blade. I collapsed my heart, I had internal bleeding. I was in bad shape. But I managed 500 to, feet. Yeah, 490 something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm rounding right. up, you know I'm what I'm right saying? Right but uh, oh, wow. it was it was brutal wow. and it shattered me. You know, the company went through a terrible, terrible period. Yeah, I mean, you're the pinnacle of the company at this point. Problem. You're, you're, the, you're the lead. Exactly. And my relationships collapsed and, and now I'm broke. Were you and married like, already? No, no. At this time, girlfriend of seven years, but that ended. You know what I'm saying? So like. Yeah, no, no one. Sometimes people don't stick around. For well, something. and I mean, or, and or also. It's I, hard on them too. I was going to say, but I've always, I've <clears> just been on the road for six months straight too. Right. So how is that for a relationship? Right? right. So I was singularly focused like so many are right. Yeah. Singularly focused on success. And although I was getting it in that side, I was letting too much fall behind. Thankfully, mm. I survived, got my poop in a group and years of surgery, years of dealing with that. Even now, constant physio. You see me online, man. I'm like yes. just trying to stay ahead of it. And through that recovery, I, I learned some really important how lessons. How long was your recovery? I'm still in it. It's eight years, man. Like wow. I don't have a rotator cuff on this side. I physically can't make my arm go faster. My back is a wreck. Every time I'm in spurs, my left leg hurts a little bit. My foot is a mess, but you're not going to see me complain about it, right? No. Like these are just things that I can use to my advantage. They're teaching me how to suffer. Right, right. They're teaching me how to dig deep. And I just choose whatever happens in life. I'm just going to learn from it and move forward. That's just that's just what I've committed to. And then, you know, thankfully the surgeries are now sort of gone, you know, in there might be a few more in the future. I'm not worried about it. Right. But in, it would have been coming out of that injury, maybe to 2015 where training became something I was realizing was really calling me. And James Luce was doing a Vermeer seminar. He's doing aerial rescue. And I was taking my employees to it. And I, you know, I was just off of crutches from like maybe having screws taken out of my leg or something. Mm. And, uh, his assistant for the day didn't show up. And I was like, hey man, can I help? And he was like, I need help, let's do this. And I ended up in the tree. And at the end of that seminar, he approached Arbor Culture Canada and said, I think it's a good idea that Johnny takes trainer. Took trainer, and it just happened to be that at that time, Arbor Culture Canada and North American Training Solutions were very close. They were, they were developing curriculum together, right. and the call to California came out. So I had done some assisting. I just started doing a little bit of lead instructing and the wow. opportunity to go to California. And you know me, man. It's like, yeah. this sounds like a challenge. Let's, Let's do this. <laughs> Let's go. So uh, that was that. Down to Cali, I went. Started teaching for Nats. Teaching for Arbcan. Still running the company. Still trying to stay ahead of the injuries. Do the professional athlete thing. I met a woman down there. I'm now married to her. You know, wow. had a little baby boy at Paradise. You know what I'm saying? So wow. it was just, it was such an amazing period of time that unfortunately I was moving so quickly I don't actually have much differentiation between the order <laughs> you know at some point I was in it's Angel's like, Camp boom. at some point I was in Santa Rosa you know it's like it just moves so fast there was so much going on and now thankfully I'm at a period of my life you know I'm 34 now the company's doing well 
I've reached a place in the industry that I think is sustainable. I think I know the direction I'm headed. And thankfully now I'm able to sort of, like you'd said, sort of draw back, reassess and really focus on where I'm headed. And I'm so thankful to be involved with companies like Hikes and Clogger and Edelrid. I'm so happy to be involved with people like you, knowing some of the best guys in the industry that are patient enough to put up with my bullshit, <laughs> that are like down to talk and down to share. And you know, now, I just have this whole new playground ahead of me of like an impact that I might be able to have on an industry, you know, and that's where I'm at now, wow. sitting next to you doing the podcast at TCI 2021. <laughs> how, how can you be ungrateful with life or have a shitty attitude yeah. when when the universe, when whatever you believe in, God yeah. or whatever has, has taken, when, when life has taken care of you like that? You know, you, yeah. I guess some people might can say, oh, I got hurt and I could be ungrateful with life. <clears throat> but you chose not to do that. You chose to use all of that for for good, not only for for the betterment of yourself, mm -hmm. but again for for what you're doing for others. And, Thanks, and man. it's just so awesome. Um, I had a pretty major injury when I was coming up, and uh, I already had a kid, and I couldn't provide for my family, and I broke all of my you know clavicle, my sternum, every single ligament. Yep. tendon nerve bone in in my uh in my arm yeah and all of this and so i was like what am i gonna do if i can't you know yeah um and and, and the doctor saved my arm and it and they told me it wasn't gonna work you yeah. know um and and i'm like you like i can't do certain things with mm -hmm. my arm you know yep with, with, I, I, it's still a recovery you know yeah it, it, it's always a recovery. And but you so, know what? You work around it, right? And that's almost oh, kind of part of the fun. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. When, when I was, when, after after six months or a year of not being able to move my arm and they saved it because yeah. they wanted to cut it off. And yeah, what that happened. sucks. <laughs> and, and, I, and I was able to do this and yeah. then I was able to get into climbing. I was extremely happy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's on, yep. you know? And, yep. and, and someone took the time to put me back together, you yeah. know? And, and, and save me basically and so I'm so grateful yeah like people yeah shout out to <clears throat> doctors and surgeons to, absolutely <laughs> I, I try not to see them now because yeah. I, I, I don't even go to the doctor which I should my wife's been bugging me well hey I'm man real. you guys live in the states going to the doctor scary down here I know where I'm from if you gotta go to the doctor you just pick up the phone you go to the doctor Dude, you get your medicine you, you peace know, out we, we learn so much from each other because <laughs> I, I, I with that you know yeah. I mean yeah here it's scary I'm always like, uh, the only time I'll go to a doctor again is God willing, hopefully it never happens again, yeah. is, is when something like that happens to me yeah, again. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be healthy, to be able to do things that I thought I was never going to be able to do ever again. Right. Especially not climb a tree. Totally. So when I was able to climb a tree, mm -hmm. I was like, I don't give a shit if I'm like the shittiest climber ever out there. At least I get to go. And at least this. I go, I get to climb. And now look at you, man. So I think, you know, gratitude is going to be huge. And I Absolutely. think any any opportunity that we can find to either find, express, or feel gratitude, is it's important to do. I think that's important for life, but especially in our job, because our job is it's high risk. It's very stressful. It's very easy to have emotions get real high and intelligence right. and, and sensitivity go real low. And it's such an interesting industry because it forces a certain amount of self-awareness. And like, really, we're all going to die. It would be kind of nice to die knowing that you tried your best, mm. you took the challenges and you moved on from them and maybe you grew and maybe you improved the world in some way. So oh, this is just, this is our <laughs> tiny little microcosm of the universe that we maybe have 
the potential to affect. So yeah. let's try our best to do that. Yeah, you impact one person, they impact 10. Yeah. That, that 10 impacts 100. You got it. After that, you reached a million That's from right. just that one person. So, uh, so cool. Cool, what man. are you doing now? What what what's what's what's? Well, in, I mean, what, I got, we do so much. Yeah. But, but what, what are you doing after TCIA? What what are you doing with the company? What are you doing with the training? What's Johnny up to uh, after right. this? So moving forward, <laughs> um, just had a pretty major thing occur. And uh, so when I was down here, I was working on TN visas. When we met, I was on a temporary non-resident. Visa. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, so good to meet someone else that's an illegal also. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, you have the same problems? Hey, well, yeah. here's the thing, man. <laughs> Two days ago, I'm coming through Calgary. I'm checking in for my flight. And after four years of work and thousands and thousands of dollars, I now have a permanent resident stamp in my passport. Oh, nice. So what that allows me now to do just, you know, my wife is from New Mexico. I met her in New Mexico. Um, you know, she hasn't been able to really see her family for a couple of years because mm. of COVID and because I wasn't able to travel and I'm sort of the main provider for the family at this time. So um, now with that tool, I'm going home. I'm going to make sure that the guys are set up. You know, thankfully, after 15 years in business, we have a lot of work to do. And mm. we've got lots of ongoing contract work, which, by the way, guys, if you own tree companies, you really want to make sure you hedge yourself against slow times. You have employees. They're relying on you. you got to take care of yeah. those people. But at the same time, you need to gradually work your way out of the company from being the only guy in the air. And thankfully, I have incredibly talented people at home. So um, at the end, so early December, I'm going to make sure that everything's set up for winter because winter in Canada started about two weeks ago where I'm from. And it's going to go until probably about March sometime. So they're going to be set up to kick some ass this winter and uh the family and i are kind of planning on coming down for a few months nice. um you know i'm super grateful i've had some excellent offers from some of the people that both you and i have worked for in the past as well as you know other organizations that are coming up and making some pretty serious moves in the industry and basically right now i'm gonna i'm gonna get the family together i'm gonna bring it all back in like you were saying reconsolidate refocus and then set a direction mm. and then whichever one of those opportunities looks like it aligns in that direction for me i'm going to jump on that going to spend some time in the winter doing some fun things you know nice. i'm going to put up some rock climbs i'm going to spend some time in the desert i'm going to fly some wingsuits in the states in the states yeah and then um come spring next year the plan is back in canada I've got some excellent opportunities in conservation now. That's something that I've been working on for probably four years. So wow. working with Alberta Forestry, working with uh, forestry outfits in British Columbia. Um, I'm really excited to start getting into the forest and start doing what I can for the, the larger picture. So whether that's, you know, cone collection contracts, conservation projects for trees that are now being threatened. Um, I also applied to take my BCMA exam. I'm accepted. Awesome. So I'm going to be writing that here in the next probably few months. So I'm excited to be able to take my uh, career, my education with that credential a little bit further as well. Awesome. So some big things professionally. And then, you know, like I said, I got a baby boy coming in April. So that's going to take a significant amount of focus. And I think it's also important, you know, I've spent a lot of time in my life on the road. Mm -hmm. And I think that I think that my wife deserves to have some time both with us as like a cohesive family unit. Right. And I also think that my wife deserves some time to provide for herself again. She's very independent. She's a very smart person. And you know you know what it's like when you're at home with the kids, it's taking 100% of your focus. You're not focused on yourself. You're not really getting the chance to develop or really further your own hopes and dreams. So I wanna be able to do that for the family as well. So lots going on, but kind of excited for all of it. I try not to get too stressed out and I take things one step at a time. Absolutely. And the most important thing is what you just mentioned, which is uh, something I've had uh, a hard time with, you know, um, 
she's like, I provide for my family. It's cool. It's all good. But, you know, I step back and I see my wife and she's put out a lot of things yeah, so man. that I could have my dream yep. and so that I could travel the world. And so I'm in the same boat, yep. you know, and, and, and thank you for sharing that because I've, I've had a hard time understanding that. And every every other good friend that I talk to, like you, you know, has given me that advice like you know take time and do this yep. and do that and, and 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 you know and that's where i'm at as well i i gotta take care of my family yeah i gotta make sure that you know what this is fun i am having fun i am yep. doing all this but oh i i i have a family i have my wife and, yeah and she's so smart too you know i mean i wouldn't be able to and beautiful. I don't even know yeah. how, how we get. Yeah, you got to get back home. Get, you know, so yeah, yeah. And so it's it's very cool uh, to to realize that and and to try to work towards that because yeah. I, I'm good at a lot of things, but I've never been good at that. And so yeah. and so and so you got to develop those weaknesses, man. I, I love that. I, yeah. I love those situations. I, I think we're in the business that we're in because we're problem solvers. Yeah. We're developers, and. Uh, I didn't think it was an issue that I needed to work on, yeah. but I know that it is. And, cool, man. And I and I look at everything moving forward, and I'm like, I'm so excited that I get to, you know, mend our relationship, yeah, per yeah. Se, or or uh, make it better, you mm. know, yeah. because it's not broken or anything. No, it's, no, it's just you know, but it's it an can opportunity. Be a lot better. Yeah, exactly. It's an opportunity to return and figure out where you came from, and then use that yet again, just like everything else in life, as fuel to continue down the path, right? Absolutely. Like, you know, Miyamoto Musashi said that like you can't, you can't. He basically he was like a sword fighter, okay, and he right. killed a lot of people hand to hand, death to the death combat. And his whole philosophy was like, you never leave home without cleaning home. You can't leave a messy <clears throat> kitchen. So the idea is that like, if you're gonna go out and be as effective as you can in this world, you gotta just know what you've left behind is, is good to go. You know yeah. what I mean? You've done the dishes, you've made your bed, you've, you've spent the time, you've developed the skills, and you know, maybe if you don't get to come back, at least you left it the way that you should. And if you can, if you can, if you can operate like that, it takes a lot of that mental load off. It really instills clarity and it just helps you move forward in a productive way. So that's kind of something I'm just trying my best to be able to do. Well, how is uh, how am I gonna be truthful in what I preach or what I teach or what I tell others mm -hmm. when I don't have my house in order? Exactly, man. How you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah, I yeah. love that saying, man. Um, and, and it's so, it's so, it, it, that's what it is. You yep. know, that's what we're here for. So cool, man. I'm, I'm so glad that we got a chance to hang out. And yeah, spend man. Some time, man. So it's so yeah, awesome. So good. Yeah, thank you for taking the time. Uh, Thanks for having me to come out and and for me i mean the, the guys have opened up this yeah and and said here yeah and i can't even thank them enough and they're all running around doing yeah. their thing and yeah like, they obviously trust us with all this cool stuff <laughs> don't know if that's the greatest idea i know right yeah. I, but but it's an awesome setup uh maybe next time you're in california we'll actually have you at the studio i'd love you that love the studio i'd man, love it down man at the ranch. okay well let's stay in touch because i'm going to be out in that zone here in the next few months so yeah for sure let's do something yeah so um yeah no thank you for taking time to be here cool um everyone that's going to be tuning in and listening on this uh later online yep thank you so much for being here with us and for everything you guys do in the industry because uh, I know you're like me. You take in so much from the people that you teach, and, and, yep. and, and you learn as well when you teach. And uh, 
a lot of what we do is what someone else has taught us. 100%. You know, like, yeah, absolutely. You know, we stand on the shoulders of giants, yeah. and that is the truth. I wouldn't be where I am today without the influences like Dwayne Newstater, without the influences from my father, from Lloyd absolutely. at Davy Tree, from Ed Carpenter at Nats, from yeah, big folks shout like out you, to folks like Travis Morales, folks like yep. Justin, folks like James. Like, I am the product of so many incredibly generous and open people, and I just want to make sure that I'm going to be that as well moving forward. Um, can't put it any better well with that cheers we end our podcast two tree guys podcast yeah we're two a couple guys we're two tree guys two we did it guys. okay guys thanks so much awesome Peace thank out. you so much take care